everybody. This is Chuck Smith with Bavarian Podcast Works, and I will be doing a solo mission today for this episode of Der Ausblick, in which we're going to preview the Bayern Munich Bundesliga match against Hertha Berlin. And we'll also have a little bit of a special treat for you at the end of this episode as we got we received a fan song by a group called Pine Tree Garden. And the boys from that band were really, they were nice enough to send it in and we thought it was pretty cool. So we wanted to share that with you. Uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll play that for you at the end of the show. And then we'll also have a little bit of an interview with them in today's weekend warm-up, which will appear as a blog post on the Bavarian Football Works site. So uh, let's just get right to it and take a look at where Bayern Munich is at as they enter this Bundesliga match. Obviously, the Bavarians sit atop the table. They have 14 wins, three draws, and two losses to their record. Uh, And coming into this one, they are uh, relatively hot after going through a bit of a slump. They've won four straight league games in seven of their last eight Bundesliga games overall. For the season, they've outscored their opponents 57-26, to which is super impressive. As for the lineup entering this one, uh, obviously, like any Bayern team, uh, they're going through a little bit of injury trouble. And in this case, I guess it's not necessarily injuries as much as illnesses as well. Uh, Leon Goretzka and Javi Martinez are both still out due to COVID-19 quarantine regulations. So, uh, Byron will be missing two key midfield players in their lineup for this one, which at this point uh, probably hurts a bit. Uh, it seems as if Hansi Flick you know, put some trust into Mark Roca last week, and we'll see if he does that again. Uh, Flick should also have Quarantan Toliso back in the lineup. Toliso is probably questionable as of now. Uh, when we're recording this, but it, there is a chance that he could play. So that'll be the, the really the first interesting part of Flick's lineup that we get to check out. Will he go with Toliso or will he bring back Roca, who I thought did fairly well last weekend? Uh, the other injuries or players that won't be available are Tenge Nianzu and Alexander Nubel. Nianzu has been injured all season, basically, and is still battling a bit of a muscle injury while... Newbull has has suffered an injured ankle and he will be out of the mix for a bit. So uh, it'll be, you know, those players obviously won't have any impact uh, in the lineup as we've seen it so far this season. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, I would expect Hansi Flick to roll out Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller as, as his key offensive unit. And who he puts on the flanks will also be interesting. Uh, Last week, we saw him go with Kingsley Coman and Serge Gnabry. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he does that again or if Leroy Sané will make his way into the lineup. <laughs> Defensively, it's always a bit of a uh, mix-and-match situation, and that's mostly because, uh, to their credit, that back line, for as much maligned as they've been this season, is, is very versatile, and overall, they're they're still very good. I know that there was a lot of frustration this season with how they played, but... That's still a world-class back line with some very good players. How Flick will line them up is anyone's guess at this point. You know, we've seen Luca Hernandez and Alfonso Davies both at left back. In the in the center of that defense, David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, Nicholas Sula, they could all be options. 
uh, you know, Hernandez for that matter could also be an option as a center back. At right back, it will likely be Benjamin Pavar or Sula. So, like I said, at this point, we have no idea from game to game how Flick is going to set his boys up. But whatever the case, it seems to be working, especially of late. Uh, Byron seems to have really kicked through whatever slump they were going through and have gotten it together. The back line has been far more consistent. They're sitting just a tad deeper, which has really helped out. And if they can avoid some of the kind of silly mistakes that they've been making in terms of ball watching or getting caught just too high or out of position, I think that this will be a, a relatively uh, easy game for them, mostly because Hertha Berlin has been such a mess. And let's just take a look at, at where Hertha is coming into this. Uh, Pal Dardai's team, once again, is now in... 15th place, they're barely out of the relegation zone. They have four wins, four, five draws, and 10 losses. They've been outscored 25 to 35 in the league. Over their last eight games, Hertha has been even really worse. They've had one win, two draws, and five losses in their last eight games. Obviously, the big change of late was bringing back Dardai after they fired Bruno Labbadia. Uh, basically because the team has been a massive disappointment. The talent level on this squad does not indicate a 15th place team uh, by any means. I think coming into this season, a lot of people expected Hertha to be not just in the middle of the pack, but maybe even contending for a top six position, obviously toward the bottom of that top six. But things have not worked out. Uh, they've had, honestly... Uh, players underperform, obviously poor coaching, which is why Labadia is no longer with them. And just overall, I don't think that this team has really gelled or gotten together at any point, uh, despite the expectations they had coming in. And, you know, they'll be missing some players coming to this one, uh, you know, four specifically, and three of whom are probably impact players in Dedrick Boyata. John Cordoba and Marvin Plattenhart, they're the most notable of the injured Hertha players. So this one is going to be a tough one for Hertha. It is uh, not an easy matchup against Bayern at any point, but when you're slumping, you're not playing well, and you're trying to integrate a new coach uh, in with this roster. Uh, you know, Obviously, Dardai has history with Hertha, but in the end, he's, he's new to this group in terms of how he's going to interact with them as the manager. It's not going to be easy. I'd expect Byron to kind of race away with this one. I'm going to say it's going to be 3 nothing. Uh, I think that Manuel Neuer is due for another clean sheet, and I think that Byron has figured it out just enough defensively to where, uh, other than Dodi Lukabakio, uh, I don't think Hertha is going to pose much of an offensive challenge. Now, anyone who's read our site knows that we've done a lot of extensive work, really, around uh, Polish striker Christoph Piatek because he's been not only linked to Bayern in the past, but he is uh, he, he's been in the transfer news for months now. And obviously, I, I did not honestly think he would be with Hertha at this point in the season. He hasn't really had the type of impact in Germany that he had in Italy, and there are, you know there are a million reasons for that. But one thing I can comment on in watching him play against Bayern in the first game, he really had no awareness defensively. And I think that's a that's a big deal in Germany, maybe more so than other leagues. Coming from the striker position, I think you're expected to to just sit back, get deeper, a little more than maybe in some other leagues. 
And Pytech never really, he hasn't really embraced that at all. And it sounds kind of stupid, right? Like, oh, you don't need your striker to be defensive, but you need them to play some defense. And even when that comes down to marking players on corners, Pytech has been, I don't want to say lazy, but I guess lethargic in his effort. If that's a good synonym there uh, in doing any type of defending. So uh, obviously he's there to score goals, but he hasn't been doing much of that either. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. He'll have his countryman, Robert Lewandowski, on the field. So maybe he'll be a little bit inspired, but I just can't see Hertha, Hertha Berlin really coming through on this one and pulling out a victory in any way. Now, I guess the one caution you would have if you were a gambling person, is that this is a getaway game for Bayern Munich. So almost immediately after the game, uh, Bayern will be packing up and heading to Qatar. I say it Qatar. Is it Qatar or Qatar? I say Qatar based on what I've been told in the past, but we'll just say Qatar. Uh, to play in the Club World Cup, which presents its own set of issues for Bayern Munich, obviously, with the illnesses and injuries that they have, uh, to f cram in a few more games at this point isn't ideal, but... February is going to be a heck of a month for Bayern Munich. It's going to be busy, and we'll see how the, the squad adjusts to that and how they focus and how they can get through it. I think this is a key month, but I'm pretty confident in Hansi Flick and his ability to have the squad ready for such a daunting schedule. I think they worked out a lot of their issues over the past few weeks. And if any team is ready and prepared to handle this type of schedule over the next four to five weeks, it's Bayern Munich. So appreciate you listening to our Dare Ausblick, but let's, uh, let's get to the fun part of this. Uh, the group Pine Tree Garden, a uh, group of Bayern Munich fans, uh, sent us over a song that we thought was really cool, really good, and we wanted to put it on the podcast. They gave us permission. We're also going to have a, a short interview with them in this week's edition of the Weekend Warm-Up. So uh, take a listen. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, check the song out, and you can check me at out at the barrel blog on twitter or catch me anytime at bavarian football works on the blog so tell us what you think of the song maybe drop in some comments we thought it was really good again thanks a lot for listening
Bayern schießt ein Tor, los Bayern schießt ein Tor, Bayern schießt ein Tor. 